Hello and welcome to Need to Know, your weekly baking podcast covering everything from the hottest trends and entertainment in baking to trusted expertise on your favorite pastime. I'm your co-host Gina Brazau, s'mores obsessed and amateur baker at best. And as always, I'm joined by professional chef, cookbook author, and creator of Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hi, Gemma. Hi, Gina. Happy How Halloween. Happy Halloween. As, as my uh, son would say, Happy Hanio. Oh, is that what he's named it? I don't know where he came from, but um, yeah, he just says Happy Hanio. Oh my gosh, I feel like he has like his own little language, but it's great. Oh, he absolutely has his own little language. I, and I'm surprised that we understand it, but like everything, nothing nothing is as it seems. Right, right. Like a pumpkin is something weird. He calls waffles dado. That's hysterical. And Kevin's was like, he can't say W's. And I was like, yeah, but where did dado, dado come from? Dado is just like a whole other thing. Yeah, he calls me Gemma. Really? Yeah, he does. Oh my gosh, I used to call my mom's name is Michelle and I used to call her Shell. So funny. That's young though, I feel like, for him to be calling you Gemma. I think but he must hear people always. He does. He hears yeah. people say it. But the thing about it is, then I would say to him, who's that? Who's Kevin? And he would say, Daddy. No way. So then I would so say, who calls- am I? And he'd say, Gemma. <gasps> yeah, he's very bold. Oh, he is very <laughs> bold. He's sassy. That's so funny. Is he excited for Halloween? Is he dressing up this year? He is. So he is, um, he's going to be a kitty cat. Oh. He is. He loves cats. Obsessed. Yeah with cats yeah. just obsessed <laughs> and we have no idea where this came from this was because you guys don't been, have a cat no we don't have a cat we're not cat people to be honest with you um but this has been for for um i don't know a year now just everything kitty cats oh my god so, so he's gonna have the best time so he's gonna dress up, up yeah he's gonna have like little ears and little black outfit he's gonna and he's gonna have a little tail and everything oh my god i can't wait to see photos so cute all right so we actually have some fall themed things going on today our first topic for hot for the oven hot from the oven is canned pumpkin is actually a pumpkin, but not the kind you carve. Mm-hmm. This shock, Gemma's like, yeah, I already knew this, Gina. <laughs> and I'm over here like, I read this. I was so confused. So they're called Dickinson's pumpkins, um, which are also known as a squash. Mm-hmm. Squash. And apparently it's used to make like the majority of canned pumpkins. So some people are like, canned pumpkin isn't a pumpkin. It's a squash. I am still trying to figure out the difference. Um, but these ones, they don't look like the orange ones. Um they're like the flesh is watery and stringy um, and it says that you're going to get a lot of flavor and not what you expect. So yeah, there's a photo here that I'm showing Gemma. Um, I had no idea. Like, yeah, yeah. No, so that's pretty, I was about to say. Um, no, totally it's fine. Pri- it's quite, they're like a, t- uh, a tan color, I'd say. Yeah, it's quite, uh, it's, it's, it's known that um, tinned pumpkin is, is majority of a squash or all of it squash. I, I I don't know why. I'm guessing maybe it's cheaper and there, it, it, there's um more there's more of it. Okay. So I've never I've never looked into it, but um I don't know. It's tinned pumpkin. Like I've no issues with tinned pumpkin. Like I'm not going to be honest with you. Like I do go to a lot of lengths to like you know make everything from scratch. scratch. But I'm not in the business of roasting and pureeing my no. own pumpkins. To every yeah, time I need, every time says, I need pumpkin. So the field puree. pumpkins are the ones they're watery and stringy. <clears throat> but a lot of people do. I know that they like will roast the seeds. Is it right? The pumpkin seeds, and they'll eat those and yeah. flavor them. But yeah, it was just something that I was really surprised to hear about. Um, do you have any recipes that you've made lately, or things you absolutely love to use canned pumpkin in? They come to mind. Um, I guess it's a pumpkin pie. Like yeah, pump, honestly, like I'm I I like I like a little bit of pumpkin pie once a year. Okay, I so, honestly 
Don't know if I've ever tried it, but it is. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm, I'm very serious. The texture, I'm a huge texture person. Mm. And this is going to sound as, it just like kind of reminds me of vomit. Oh, Gina. Do you know what I mean? No. Let, let us know if anyone else can relate. It's just like every time I see a pumpkin pie, it just is, it really turns me off to the whole idea of eating it. Well, that's kind of gross. Smushy. Yeah, it is smushy, but it's, it's a soft thing. And I do like soft things. But then I'm like, is the whole pumpkin pie just tasting like you're biting into a pumpkin? Like, is there some cinnamon? Like, I yeah, don't there know. is. There's spices. It's a little bit sweet. It's not overly sweet. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I definitely think it's, so pumpkin pies are nice. Like, honestly, if yeah. it's not your thing, then it's like, just like I think you either love it or you don't. <laughs> right. I could, like, I, I, I could take it or leave it. But if you said to me, like, do you want pumpkin pie or do you want pecan pie? I pecan all the way. Pecan always. hundred percent. With some chocolate chips in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, um, no, I don't. Are there I, any I other like pumpkin desserts I could eat? Or is it really just the pumpkin pie? No. I guess you could do like pumpkin cake. You know what's yum is, yeah, so because of all the moisture in pumpkin. Right. Pound cakes, <gasps> bunt cakes, things like that with a cream cake. cheese frosting. Mm-hmm, like like glazed over Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have some yum. of those on the website. Because we, I think I'd seen another recipe that we talked about a couple weeks ago where I believe it was Jennifer Garner's cookie recipe, and she said to blot that pumpkin dry because there is so much moisture. So it's yeah. good to know that you can always like get a lot of moisture out of the cake yeah, yeah. So that's why it's good for things like pound cakes and right. stuff like that. Oh, okay. I'll have to try that. I, I'm not ever committing to a pumpkin pie. Oh, but let me tell you something. <laughs> Here's a nice recipe that you might like. Okay, pumpkin pancakes. Oh, yummy. Yeah, super yummy. Oh, I love that super idea. Super yummy. I just... With I some Nutella frosting? <laughs> no, not Nutella frosting, Gina. Yes! Um, we we just released, I think two days ago, or a few days ago, um, for fall, pumpkin pancakes on biggerbolderbaking.com. <gasps> okay. And I made them, and they're like really thick. They're super delicious. I made a huge big stack. You have them with like butter. The flavor was really good. Oh, I'm excited, but I am going to put some Nutella on there, I think. But why? Because it, there always needs to be like a little hint of chocolate. But then you lose. See, I'll I, try one with and one of that. Okay. <laughs> Gemma's not happy about that, but that's my compromise. Okay. So speaking of things you either love or you hate, Magnolia Bakery, which is very well known for their banana pudding, they just opened up the pudding shop on their website. I believe they used to go through like a third party vendor, but now they're saying that we're open 24 seven because you can order it online. They have their traditional flavors. They have their red velvet, their chocolate hazelnut. So I did some digging and I know the bigger boulder baking, you guys have your own video. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to kind of do a deep dive here on banana pudding, what your thoughts are, what's different about your recipe or things you recommend. Because a lot of people want to recreate this at home, I feel like. Yeah. It's such a popular thing. So I, um, I've i had Magnolia's pudding mm-hmm. because then like we made our own. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm a, so I've, there's a few reasons why I prefer mine. Love it. Let's get into um, it. <laughs> I'm like, tell me all the secrets. Um, well, so number one, with banana desserts, I want it made fresh. Okay, but that like makes sense. Me. It's like tiramisu. I, I'll make it myself and then I'll eat it I'm within a, in a battle of an hour right or now. two. Like I don't let them, I don't want it hanging around. I don't want no. bananas to go brown. And when you buy banana pudding like in a store, even though it is fresh, your bananas can be brown and soft. Totally. And your, even, your bickies can be too soft. Like they get like they've been in the pudding for too long. Okay. So with that kind of stuff, I like to make it myself. Now, the thing about Magnolia is that they do a bit of a mushel of um, 
their pudding, whipped cream, mm-hmm. everything good. is all mixed together. Okay. With my banana pudding, I like to do layers. Oh. Because so you get so you get different textures, you get different layers. It's kind of, it's kind of like separating. It the is, whole and then you experience. just it's just I don't know. I just I prefer it that way rather than it just being one big sweet mess. Yeah, because the magnolia ones, for those of you who haven't had it, you sort of get it in this in the top, top yeah, in like a tub, like in an ice cream ice cream tub, tub. Kind of. and it's just like this big mush I guess is the right way to say it yeah. like it's not a bad thing like it's delicious it's just all mixed up it's together mixed together and that's what I don't like about it I like the way that mine is separate so what are your layers, layers? so um so homemade vanilla pudding okay then bananas vanilla wafers which are an absolute mm-hmm. must which Yum. are my favorite and then whipped cream with no sugar no vanilla no nothing huh. just whipped cream because we have everything we need already in, in the in the pudding so like we have salt in the pudding, which with my pudding, I am generous and I do this deliberately, generous with the salt and with the vanilla extract and, um, and it's sweet. So why add, so then with, 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 with sweetness, you always need some sort of fat to cut it. Totally. And when it's all mixed up together, you don't have that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I love to keep whipped cream separate. And then you have a, sp- like you have a little bit of whipped cream, a little bit of pudding. It's all, this is all very strategic, Sheena. This is what keeps yeah, me I up really at night. Yeah, I really like, also, I have to say, you guys, Gemma has made me not afraid of salt. Like, I love how... That's like, as an amateur baker, that's something I've always been afraid of. Putting Why? salt. You think know, it makes you it too salty? You always just think it makes it too salty, or no. you always hear like people are like, oh, that was too salty. But you've really opened my eyes to the world of salt and desserts. It, it really is like a symbiotic relationship, sweet and salt. Yeah, well, because it's... Um it's a seasoning, right? Salt's a seasoning. Mm-hmm. And we use it traditionally for savory food. It's as much as a seasoning for sweet food as it is for savory. Salt See, enhances guys, the flavors. That is like the best tidbit I've learned. Do you like that? I love it. I'm going to trademark that. Yeah, you need to. Um, but it's, it, 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 so it's not, it's, it's not to add salt to something. It's to bring out the flavors of the other ingredients. That's the purpose of salt. Like and a that's what it, Yeah, exactly. And that's what it does in baking, especially with when paired with vanilla mm-hmm. um when used with chocolate oh, yeah, uh, coffee like just these kinds of things you do have to um like like with baking you have to be strategic about how you use it uh but like you know having chocolate chip cookies that are like my olive oil chocolate chip cookies mm-hmm. that um like have a nice bit of salt in them it's always like a great little ad. Yeah, it's don't just, be afraid of salt. No, don't be afraid of salt. Don't be afraid. So, okay, wrapping up on the banana pudding. What are your thoughts on like the red velvet, the chocolate hazelnut? Do you like a traditional? Mm, you know, I would try that. I would try the. I, I do like traditional. I like a lot of my recipe, my desserts traditional. Um, but banana pudding isn't a tradition for me. Right. So I would, I would try chocolate hazelnut banana pudding. Red. Sounds. Yeah, I try red velvet. Gem and I are opposite. Yeah, we're opposites. <laughs> no, I'll tell you why. I realized this recently. I'm, I'm not the biggest chocolate fan. Yeah, I know. You're Did really I say that before? Not. I've just, I've come to observe that. I think it's, you know, I'll tell you why. Um, I just find it so overpowering. It's a lot. It's a bold so flavor. if you're having it, so it's not that it's not nice. It is nice. But um, if I buy ice cream mm-hmm. um, and the base, so say if you buy like Ben and Jerry's and the base of the ice cream is chocolate mm-hmm. and then you have 
toffee swirl and marshmallow chunks and bits of, of whatever, all these different things Speaking in my it. language. I love it. But <laughs> then it all, it doesn't matter. It all just tastes like chocolate. Yeah, it does. It does. No, I get where you're coming from. So like fish food, it all just tastes like chocolate. Meanwhile, I want to put Nutella on my pumpkin. <laughs> I know. See, but then you're losing, then you have this overpowering flavor that is just masking everything else. I have to be honest, red velvet isn't a flavor to me. Okay, I, I would agree with you. Red velvet's not a flavor. Like when people are say red velvet, I just, I get the cream cheese part, but I've never really, it's not bold. It's not a recognizable flavor to No, me. it's, it's, I, I, I don't do, even know the difference really. I do. I know the, I know the taste. I know the smell of it specifically. Smell, yes. Um, but. It always seems a little more moist than other. It is. And it is chocolatey. Chocolatey, yeah. So well, the thing about red velvet, and I've seen this in places, is red velvet is a chocolate cake colored red it's not supposed to be a red cake it's confusing because you yeah. think it's going to taste different i put which is really weird and i know that people who like are very traditional do not like this but i put cinnamon in my red velvet cake <gasps> really yeah i don't know it just makes it yum oh i'm gonna have to try that because right now i'm not a red i'm not sold on red velvet Okay, so switching gears a little bit, I saw this and I was like, okay, I have to get Gemma's advice because we've talked about kitchen tools, your favorite things to have in a kitchen. This one was the reusable nonstick baking mat, which I know for those, I'm sure people have seen these, like you put them on a cookie sheet. and Silicone mat. Silicone, yeah. Yeah. So I've honestly always thought about buying one. My pans are a mess. Gemma knows this. <laughs> um, but I wanted to get your take on it. Does it work better than foil? Uh, I know that we've said maybe parchment paper is the way to go. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not a big fan. I'll tell you why. So they do work really well. Okay. Um, and they're reusable, which is great. Yes, which is awesome. Um, but you have to wash them or, or wipe them, at least I heard wipe they them. season over time they or do, something. But like you still a cast have to iron. wipe them. Yeah, no, it does. You still have to wipe them. But then also, um, you need. If you if you need if you're going to do that, you need like like for me personally, I would need ten of them. Yeah, because you're as baking. I need loads. It's like it's just crazy. So I use parchment, and I always reuse my parchment. Always. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know you could reuse it. Oh yeah, all the time. It doesn't burn or anything. No. Here's me never having baked with parchment paper. What but are you I baking did, with? I you actually baked with wax. Oh yeah, I've, I've baked with tin foil. Oh before. my gosh, Gina. No, you don't bake with tin foil. Okay. And you don't bake with wax I did paper. Buy, I have parchment paper because I accidentally, for those of you who didn't hear that episode, I baked with wax paper. It was it was a mess. But I feel like, you know, that's a common mistake. Yeah. It wasn't crazy of me to do No, that. I did it before as well, years and years ago. Yeah. And uh, so that's not the worst thing in the world. Okay. You, you make that mistake once. But to be fair, Never I did again. it like three or four <laughs> times until I realized there was something seriously wrong. Yeah, because then you, I smelled burning. I was like, and then it was when I was making tiramisu, you guys. I tried to make the homemade biscuits Aww. this is why i'm in a, i don't have a good relationship with tiramisu right now because i love it but i haven't been able to do it the biscuits got all flat and waxy and the paper stuck to them i had to throw it away and then i got so frustrated i was like we're taking a break tiramisu and i are on a break for a bit yeah i get that so i haven't gotten back there all right so next up we're going to be talking about squid game which i'm sure many of you have watched i will admit i haven't watched it because i heard it's really scary and i'm not good at scary shows so to preface Gemma, this is a new Netflix show that has basically like everyone is talking about it. People love watching it. So the premise of the show is a group of people play children's games, mm-hmm. but it's either life or death. Like literally if they don't win this game, they die. And I heard it's very intense, um, oh, funny. but people love it. I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if 
I don't know if we get there, but a Beijing shop launched a Squid Game Bake Off challenge, and I thought this was interesting. We could talk about it, as I'm sure many of you guys have watched the show. If you're going to try making these, um, so basically, customers can make this candy. It's called the um, Dalgona cookie, I believe. And there's a photo right here. Yeah. So basically, you try to convert a mixture of sugar and baking soda into shape, neatly shaped biscuits. Mm-hmm. And when I first read this, I was like, okay, that doesn't seem too hard. It takes about 10 minutes. But then I read that it's really tricky because it sets quickly. It becomes brittle. Mm-hmm. It cracks. So here I see in the photo, for those of you guys listening, there's sort of like little cutouts and cookie cutters that you have to f- mold them into yeah how difficult is it and how fast does something like this set like a mixture of the baking soda and sugar so this is so i have a few different um i haven't seen squid games right i heard only i said to kevin recently isn't it a kid's show but he said but then he was like no it's really yeah, it gory takes a, it takes a very violent i'll tell you what happened uh i'll rewind a little bit okay. around a month and a half ago or maybe like i don't know over two months ago on tiktok we released um, a video of me making the uh, honeycomb. 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 Yeah. And that's exactly what this is. This mm-hmm. is honeycomb. And the video got like a million views in just a couple of days. And we were like, what is going on? And it turns out it was the Squid Game thing. I just happened to be at the exact same time. Perfect timing. Um, so uh, the, what, the, what this cookie is, is honeycomb. What's also known as oh. hokey pokey. Wait, what? It's honeycomb. So honeycomb is sugar a little bit of honey or golden syrup and uh-huh. baking soda. And you get, so you cook this caramel, you get this mm-hmm. big reaction, but you, I don't see how anybody can cut anything out of this. They it does, it, it's sugar. It, it, it sets, okay. it sets hard and it crumbles. So I've never in my life seen anybody try to make, the make a cookie out of it, except the only thing that you do is um, mix it into ice cream. You eat it as it is, covered in chocolate. Okay, so I was going to say, like, what is the purpose of making? Honey, honestly, honeycomb is more is a really popular in, especially in Ireland, a really popular ice cream flavor. Huh? Yeah, and but like you, so, it sounds delicious. Like it's the inside of a crunchy, you know, crunchies. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love crunchies. So crunchies are honeycomb on the inside and then chocolate on the outside. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's it's honeycomb. Okay, so it's. We still don't know. It sounds difficult. It's also called in Australia. Oh, no, no. In Australia, I think it's called Hokey Pokey. In somewhere else in the world, maybe it's Canada or somewhere, it's called Sponge Candy. Sponge Candy. Is it, it's, it, but it, when you bite into it, it cracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but when you cook it, it blows up like a, a big, big sponge. Sheet, you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no way. Well, you could do it in a pot. And then when you add in the baking soda, there's this big chemical reaction and it blows up. I did watch the TikTok and when you're pouring it, yeah. It's very satisfying, you guys. You have to go watch this yeah, yeah, TikTok. Yeah. It's a very, it's very satisfying visually. To was watch. that my TikTok, Gina? Yeah, yeah. I watched it. It was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved it. I was like, oh, I have to try this. Is this a new thing, you think, the no. honeycomb thing? Oh, no. really? This is years old. Yeah, this is like this is I know a few weeks ago we talked about the biscuit cake. Yep. This is exact same thing. We, in Ireland, we would make this as kids. So it's having sort of like a resurgence. Yeah, it, it definitely. Um, I don't know if it's the kind of like the countries with a british influence mm-hmm. um but this this has always been something that we've we've You've known made. and also um crunchy bars the candy bars yep. in england and ireland are super popular so this is always something we've had so if you guys try making the cookies we want to know tag us on instagram because we're still like how is this how are you making the shape without yeah. it cracking i know i'd be interested 
Very interesting. It is tasty. Like I'll give you that. Like it, it sounds really. It yum. is. It's super yum, especially if you have it in ice cream. Oh, oh my goodness! And then in ice cream, when you like you crack it up. So what happens is, and it's all different bits, like and different it's shapes really and sizes. Hard and crunchy. So it's hard and crunchy if they're big bits, but the smaller bits kind of dissolve. So you end up with this streaky kind of a caramelly. It's like it's, you get you get you get chunky, you get chewy, and then you get this like dissolved caramelly stuff all the way throughout your ice cream. So you get like a little bit of everything. Oh, I love it. That's like me and my gummy bears on ice cream, <laughs> which I know you were like, who does that? No. But it adds good texture. But if you had to pick, I would totally pick honeycomb. Okay, so now we're going to go over to a grain of salt, ask Gemma some questions. So let's figure these ones out. You can thin out melted chocolate with a drop of oil. I've never heard of this. Yeah, you can, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. What kind of oil? Does it matter? Flavorless oil. So like okay. vegetable oil, canola oil. And usually that is when you're coating something. Okay. A little bit of oil and it just helps to glide over whatever you're coating. And so it it's will like a set. ganache? No. Mm, I know like, you're, no, no, you're not wrong. You're like, it's the same idea. Okay. okay. Um, and, but it will set. If you add in a little bit of oil, it will set. Much faster. Where a ganache doesn't set hard. Oh, okay. Whereas like adding in a little bit of oil to melted chocolate, it still will set hard. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Okay. Cream. Oh, what? Cream of tartar is a byproduct of, of wine. wine making. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Walk me through this. What? Oh gosh, I'm not the best person to talk you through this, but it's so it's a byproduct of wine making. It's like the it's the the residue that like rises to the top or something that's left in the barrel. That, that is, is crazy. I've I never even heard of that. I, I, I didn't know they were related. I should stop talking because honestly, I'm not. I've read this a good few times trying to get my head around it. Um, yeah, it's a byproduct of winemaking. And then cream of tartar is used. I don't know how anybody figured this out uh, to stabilize eggs. So even today, I made a frosting uh, with egg whites, and you needed a little bit of tartar, um, cream of tartar, to, to stabilize the eggs. What? Yeah, crazy, huh? What kind of frosting? Just vanilla frosting? Uh, it was it was like a um, a Swiss meringue frosting. Oh my god! That so you yeah, so you just need that extra. It's it, it's it's re- extra reinforcement to stabilize your eggs. Got it, it. it really is. Keep it's, it like that fluff. Yeah, and just to keep stop it like getting soft and droopy. Got it. Wow, there's so many things that I find or that we've talked about over the past couple of weeks where it's like multi-use products that I like even like your olive oil cookies. Like mm-hmm. that's something I would have never thought of that you yeah. can just use pieces and ingredients in your kitchen for more than you would ever think you could. Yeah. So interesting. Okay, our last grain of salt is the best way to know if dough is done rising is to poke it with your finger. Yes. Huh. There's no other, it's just that simple. There is, I'll tell you what happens. So there's a there's a test. Mm-hmm. Um, you let your dough rise an hour, you're making bread, white bread, you let your dough rise an hour and a half. What you do is you poke it with your finger so it look like so you're supposed to like let it rise for an hour and a half or until it's doubled in size mm-hmm. but how do you know if it's done you poke it with your finger and if the dough springs back and kind of fills out where your finger was it's not done proofing if you poke no it with your finger way. yeah i would have thought it was no it's not done proofing if you poke it with your finger and your finger hole stays there and it doesn't bounce back out it's, it's done. done yeah that is the exact opposite also i feel like very cool because I knew what proofing was. The Great British Bake Off, they always do like, my dough's proofing. And they put it in the little like yeah, yeah. fridge. And it's always so stressful. But I, an hour and a half is like a decent amount of time. Is that what you said, right? Mm-hmm. 
Wow. But not too bad. I mean, if you're making it bread, depends. It's, not it's crazy. very it's um like 60 to 90 minutes is a very common proofing time. What you're talking about is a proofing um oven or a cabinet. Yes. And they're and heated. Small. Yeah. Oh. So that's much faster. Those are for like um expediting proofing. No way. I, I didn't know. Which that. you know, you don't always want to do that because during the proofing process you develop flavor. Okay. So you don't always want to rush that. So then it might not be you're when making, you're on a shower. Yeah, when you're making like, you know, French baguettes with, with uh, like an hour and a half to make them from start to finish, you need a proofing oven. oven. Oh, good to know. Little tidbits. Yeah. All right. So to wrap up, we're going to do our Ask Gemma segment. As always, if you guys have questions, write us, Instagram. You can find Gemma there. Need to know podcast page. So our first one is from Greg Neal 01 If you don't like yogurt, sour cream, or buttermilk... Can you substitute regular milk? You can. I'll tell you why. You 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 mm, you can and you can't. I'll tell you why. So sour cream, yogurt, and buttermilk. What they all have in common is that they're um, acidic mm-hmm. dairy. The whole pu- the purpose of them, the benefit of them in a recipe, is to make whatever it is cake, pound cake. Uh, pancakes whatever it is soft and tender right so if you just put in milk you have no acid okay so you're not making the cake as tender as it can be also so this is why like you can't just you change out ingredients for certain (laughs) ingredients Uh, and i appreciate the fact that he's asking because because he know like you know he like he's aware that he's aware that maybe you can't do that right um the acid in the raising agent, say when you're making buttermilk pancakes, mm-hmm. you use buttermilk pancake and the raising agent is baking soda. If you don't have that acid and you just use milk, you don't get the same rise. Your reaction is caused with the acid and the baking soda. You need those okay. two things to interact together to um, to get that, that proof, texture, yeah. to, get, to, get, to get that uh, spring and thick, fluffy pancake. So... It's not always just um, like, oh, the recipe says this, but I can do that. It's like, no, there, often there's a, I know you're laughing because I know this is what you do. But, I've done um, almond milk, <laughs> I've done oat milk, and I'm always like, what's going on? But, see, you don't use, that's the thing. Now, you're, now your recipe, and your recipe doesn't rise, but and you're wondering why. It because your 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 um, raising agent was useless because it didn't there's have, no point there was no it. chemical right. reaction. right. So, um, I feel better. Like this is actually, cause I've done almond milk and in pancakes, it's yeah. funny you mentioned that and it, it doesn't work. So let me tell you, no, it doesn't work. I, yeah, for sure. I'll tell you what he can do. Um, do, so you need the acid. Mm-hmm. So you can do regular milk, but turn it into buttermilk. Add a little bit of, um, oh. for every cup of, of milk, add in two tablespoons of either lemon juice or vinegar. Okay. You have to turn it acidic. You need the chemical reaction. Yeah, you need the chemical reaction. And then also, I know it sounds like I don't like buttermilk. Like nobody drinks buttermilk. Like not a lot of people like buttermilk, (laughs) but it's an amazing ingredient when it comes to baking. So um, I would say like just like try it. It it really is uh, worth it. And often I'll tell you why. Some people often don't have these ingredients in their fridge. And when you buy a carton of buttermilk, you make one batch of pancakes. Yeah, and then it's like, what am I going to do with this? You freeze it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, freeze it. Put it in an ice cube tray and freeze it. Or just put it in like delis and freeze it. And then just write on, like measure it, like one cup of buttermilk and put it in a little little tub. And then you always have it for um, pancakes or whatever. That is such a great, because mine, honestly, and I hate wasting, yeah. it'll sit in my fridge. Oh, it and happens by the all the time. I make it, I'm like, this is expired. But yeah, then yeah, I'm yeah. like, I didn't even use this whole thing. 
That's really great to know. Um, this is actually sort of in the same vein as our last one. Can you replace butter with vegan butter for all baking recipes? No. And that's from Debbie Chang 28. Debbie, no. you can't for all baking recipes. You can for some. Okay. If if the butter is required to be whipped and like beaten and soft. Vegan butter won't do it. You know, it will do it. Oh. Because it's that margarine kind of texture. Uh-huh. If the butter is required to be really cold and hard, vegan butter won't work because it's not that way. It's based on oil and right. oil doesn't harden. Got it. So you, but if, if you say, for instance, if your recipe called for melted butter. Totally fine. Totally fine. Because you just melt it. So then you're about to going back to like with like. Right, right. So you can do that. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. So just sort of be conscious of what of the how the, is being used. Yeah, by what it's being used for. Okay. Cool. Our or last how one. Used. How can I avoid bubbles in my buttercream? This is from Owen's Bowl. Oh. Bubbles in buttercream. Is that like. Isn't that what you want though? Yeah, right? I would have thought so. Does he mean air? Like. I guess it's probably. Fluffy. Air, right? Air. Mm, I don't know. Like I, I, my, my, air, my buttercream is fluffy and airy. And that's a good thing. Yeah. I wonder, so the one thing I think he could, like, how do I avoid bubbles in the piping bag, maybe? Which is... Um, decorating. Yeah, 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 so that's that can be a bit annoying. Um, is it, like, over over mixing? Does that... I mean, it, I don't know. This is So if amateur. he wants, if he doesn't want butter... So the great thing about buttercream is that when you get a nice one, it's because it's been beaten up a lot mm -hmm. and it gets incorporates a lot of air into it. And that's when it doesn't taste like butter or it doesn't taste like sugar. It just tastes like frosting. It tastes yum. So it tastes yum. <laughs> um, but you, you, you've incorporated a lot of air. So, right. but, and that, those are the bubbles that he's talking about. If you don't want those bubbles, then you would mix it less. But then often what happens without incorporating that air, it ends up tasting quite buttery or quite sugary. And I know exactly what you you're know? talking about. You know, so just not great. it's like, hmm. So it's kind of like a you take what you can get like it's either you're gonna get yeah. really good air or it's like you're gonna get too yeah. much of one flavor i would say go with the air okay you know the bubbles you can't see them i mean no. you, but you, it, it makes a difference to flavor it makes a difference to texture um so if you had to choose go with the air yeah because the, the flavor is affected one. yeah if you do it the other way okay good to know well we learned a lot this week i hope you guys have a good halloween if you're celebrating um as always feel free to ask us questions on instagram you can find Gemma as Gemma underscore Stafford and bigger boulder baking for any recipes um I know that we talked about the honeycomb so check that out on TikTok it's seriously a very fun video to watch and you can find me on Instagram at Gina Brzao and need to know on Instagram as well if you guys have any questions that you want to ask us otherwise we will see you next week thanks yeah. for listening happy honey -o. bye <laughs>